Week eight on Halloween. It was a wild NFL week. We had a first round draft pick from last year being cut, a star quarterback being found in a lie, and not one, not two, but three surprise quarterbacks got wins. Welcome back into the opinionated sound room of ISM. I'm Dave. And I'm Josh. And this is Irreverent Sports Meandering, a podcast where two brothers from two states away try to bond by arguing sports. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about the top trades of the midseason. Um, we're going to discuss the surprise quarterbacks from Sunday. But first, we got we have to call out a douchebag from that godforsaken city of Green Bay. Today is Wednesday, November 3rd. Let's get irreverent. Josh, how's your week going? Pretty great. Awesome, man. I got a game for us to play to start us off. You excited? I'm so excited. All right. All right. The game is called Aaron Rodgers or some douchebag south of I-80. All right. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a scenario and you've got to tell me, is that Aaron Rodgers or some douchebag south of I-80? All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right. So this week, there was a guy, all right, I'm not going to say who, there was a guy who may or may not have lied about being vaccinated and who may or may not have been found to have COVID, who may or may not have been from Green Bay, all right? Is that Aaron Rodgers or some douchebag south of I-80? I think it's some douchebag south of I-80. Oh. You were so close. No, that is Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's right. The ultimate douchebag, Aaron Rodgers. You know, every time I think, man, okay, like I was literally planning on saying something this week about how he's a sorcerer and how like he really does own every NFL team. But then he does something just absolutely stupid, ridiculous and tool baggish um, like this. Today, he was found to have COVID and to find out that he was not vaccinated. After at the beginning of the year, he said he was vaccinated. And he used the words, um, I am immune. Yeah, I I saw that report today and I was just kind of like, what's going on? Was Like, what's this, what's this homeopathic immunization that you have, Aaron? Like, I, I'd like to know. Or is it crystals? I bet it's crystals. I bet it's crystals. It's... It's ridiculous. And it makes me angry because, I mean, think about this, Josh. You, think about if I had lied to you about being vaccinated, um, being at your house. You know what I mean? After you'd asked me to be vaccinated in order to be there. Like, how would you feel if I if you had found out I'd lied to you? Well, I mean, it's it's I mean, you would feel betrayed. You would you know, you would feel very, you know, untrust trusts feel that that person is untrustworthy. But let's, I, I kind of want to first say, like, we hope he gets better. COVID's a very serious thing. And I really do hope that he returns to health quickly if he has any symptoms at all. Um, so much nicer than me. But seriously, what it, who, who says to the American media, I'm immunized, when you're, one, not, or two, believe that you are, but you're not at the same time? Well, and he also said, you know, it's really up to whatever player they want to do. It's up to their opinion, and I'm not going to judge them if they don't. 
of course he's not going to judge them. I was listening to Mike Florio today, and he's like, of course he's not going to judge him, judge them, because he's one of them. Exactly. I mean, come on. I mean, think about the, the ramifications of this, the people he was around without a mask on, because if you don't, if you're not vaccinated, you have to have a mask on, um, on the sideline, whatever. But he's, he's not vaccinated. So the ramifications are that who is he around that may have been, um, who has like uh, a family member who's immune um, deficient, you know what I mean? Who has issues with that? Who did he put in danger? It's the biggest, most selfish douchebag thing to do. Yeah, I agree. It's really not cool. He, I think I saw him on the sideline with a mask here and there, but the report said that he was abiding by the COVID-19 protocols. But I mean, I'm fairly certain I saw him on the sidelines without him. Without oh, a mask, yeah, no, on more no, than one occasion. Totally like the and then also, also in media, um, media uh, events, you did not have a mask on, and I believe they're you're supposed to do it over Zoom. You know, do any type of interviews over Zoom if you're not vaccinated. So he definitely did in-person interviews while not being vaccinated. So um, it's kind of messed up. It's just like countless douchebag things this guy does the thing is the thing is is like is there's like some type of double standard that the that the green bay packers have decided to give him because they obviously know he's not he's not vaccinated do they and do they know or maybe he does maybe he lied i'm assuming they they require some type of record though i would have thought like that's a smart thing to do i i mean do we know like was there did he have like a, a falsified record or did he just say that to the media and the the franchise knew about it and just let him do whatever he wanted? Because he's I, I assume he lied to everybody because I'm sure there's people on the team who um, want him want everyone to be vaccinated. Just like there are people in our lives who want everyone to be vaccinated. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to uh, um, our first uh, topic of the day. Uh, traded players. Um, we're going to kind of break down kind of the big trades of the in season uh, that happened this season during the season um, and talk about who are the winners and who are the losers and, and who stayed path. All right. Um, and so I'm going to talk a little bit, I'm going to give you Josh kind of the, the trade scenario and, and why don't you kind of uh, break it down for us and tell us who you think won that trade. Does that sound good? Sure. Awesome. All right, so the first trade is obviously the biggest trade. Um, Von Miller got traded from the Broncos to the Rams for a second and a third round pick in this upcoming draft. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think the biggest loser in this trade is uh, Vic Fangio. I think that's the Denver Broncos signaling that they're going to fire him after this year. Oh, man. Yeah. Personally. Um, But uh, as far as the trade is concerned uh, the actual nuts and bolts of it. Von Miller's on the back end of his career. He's not mm-hmm. a spring chicken anymore. A, a two and a three isn't bad. Um, I, I think this is a pretty even trade. It gives St. Louis um, the ability to bolster their front seven. Um, you mean Los yeah. Angeles? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I Did you realize I did that? I, uh, I call the, I've been calling the San Diego chargers or the Los Angeles chargers, the San Diego chargers. Oh, I do it all the time. And I, I haven't been made a bet. I made a bet with my boss. Uh, that the, I think it was last year. Oh, I can't uh-huh. remember. It was that the, the bears were going to beat 
beat San Diego in, or we're going to beat the chargers in San Diego. And I think it was last year or something like that. I can't remember when. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'll take that bet. So we shook hands and he's like, Dave, the game's being played in Los Angeles. And I was like, <laughs> you, I lost before the game even Tip started. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> That's great. Not, then, then I had to wear a mega hat for a day. It was ridiculous. Smart man, that boss of yours. Um, Except for the mega hat. <laughs> yeah. No, so I think, uh, yeah, Los Angeles definitely bolstered their front seven with Von Miller. I mean, they, if if it's not obvious enough, this is their Super Bowl run. They're, this is their win now. And let, we'll just sort out, we'll sort out the, the, um, salary cap later issues, you know, later. Um, so what do you think? So I've got, I actually think the Broncos won this trade. Like, and I, I think the Broncos won pretty handedly in this, um, Von Miller. Yes, you're right. Like he, he is kind of a game breaker sometimes and he's at the end of his career, but this is only for half a year. There's no years on his contract left. Well, I'm sure they'll resign them probably by the end of the week. Maybe, maybe, but uh, the they have no they have no cap space right now. Yeah, um, but I'm sure I'm sure LA would not have done that trade without t- some type of assurance that Von Miller would would sign. Same thing with. Cleveland. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense. I don't yeah. know that for sure, but the Broncos got a second round pick and a third round pick. I think that's. I think they stole that trade. I don't I think, think so. I, th- I think I think they both listen. If if this was like a if they were being traded to like a team that wasn't on the Super Bowl hunt, I would say yes, that is the case. But because LA got what they needed and what they needed now to win the Super Bowl, now I think mm-hmm. it actually is an even trade because all those draft yeah, picks. Sure. They, if they win the Super Bowl, to, then it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, because those draft picks are supposed to equal Super Bowl. So you're right, you're right. If they win the Super Bowl, then then yes. But if they do anything less than win that Super Bowl, this was a loss. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. You know, I their success could continue into next year, assuming they, you know, if they sign them, them. But, right? If they sign them, right? But yeah, but they don't. They'll have two less picks next year. I think they have like only four picks left now in the draft next year. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, so next trade. Um, one of my favorite players from the old San Diego Chargers, <laughs> um, Melvin Ingram, who got signed by the Steelers in the offseason. Um, was traded to the Chiefs for a sixth-round pick in this year's draft. Who won that trade? I think this is. I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> I think. I think that's fine either way. I think the the Chiefs needed some some depth at outside linebacker, and I think a sixth-round pick isn't too much to pay for that. So I think it's. I think it's fine on both sides. I think. I think it's. I think the Chiefs hardcore won this. Melvin Ingram, man, like. He he's I think he's fantastic. He was so good on the Chargers as their D, other DE uh, across from uh, uh, um, the who's who's the guy who went to Ohio James, State. James Harrison. No, or, no, 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 no. Sorry, not you're not the Steelers. No, his brother um, plays for the 49ers. Is a defensive oh, end as well. Uh, Bosa. Bosa, yeah, Joey Bosa. He played on the opposite side of Joey Bosa at both defensive ends, and they were game breakers together. So I think adding Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs, I think this is really going to help their defense. In fact, with uh, um, Rodgers having COVID um, and uh, Ingram going to the Chiefs, I picked up the Chiefs' defense for this week. Okay. So I, we'll see how, see how, that how, goes. how much do you think he's really going to play this week or make a difference this week? I think he's going to play a lot. 
At least I think so. I, I could be wrong. Okay. I think he's good. But the Steelers also weren't playing him a lot. So maybe he maybe he's lost a step. I think that's really what's I think that's what's being kind of read into this. I ho- I hope is not. That, I mean is that the Steelers don't need him because he's not playing well and they are trying to rebuild their team because their team is like they have great super you know, some decent superstars on the on the offensive side of the, the ball and a couple on the defensive side, but they, you know, they need to rebuild. So I really think this is just, okay. they don't need it. We'll see. I mean, I mean, it's going to be, we're going to see it played out on the field. So we'll see if he makes any sort of impact with the chiefs. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the best player still in, in their career right now, who's left, who's, who was traded, uh, Stefan Gilmore, Went from the Patriots to the Panthers for a sixth-round pick in 2023. Um, and I think Stefan Gilmore has already made an impact on those uh, Panthers. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know how important it is that he's there right now. I don't really think they are going to be able to put right. together a decent team right. um, for a while. But Well, yeah, if I mean, McCaffrey comes back, I mean, they were 3-0 and under, with McCaffrey. That's true. You're right. McCaffrey is uh, in epic difference. True. But I don't know when, when was the last time that a running back was the reason that a team went to a Super Bowl? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. The Seattle Seahawks. I, I mean, with I, Sean Alexander. I don't know. <laughs> that was, that was probably the exception to the rule or something. But, and they lost. So and they lost. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I just, I think that they're not complete. I, I think they, they got a good player and yeah, they're trying to bolster their team and, you know, Matt rules trying to put together a decent team so he can keep his job, even though he's probably pretty solid in it for a while. Um, but I don't, I don't think that the Patriots really lost this trade by giving him up though, because I think they, they needed to give up a lot of money on their salary cap. So and they couldn't resign him next year. So I might as well get something for him. Mm. So, Okay. All right. Yeah. And he's already like made an impact this last week. He, he actually iced the game uh, with an interception, you know, mm-hmm. and he's only, al- he only allowed 15 yards or under 20 yards um, passing on his, on the players he was covering. Yeah. I mean, so he's, a, he's, he's a good player. Yeah. He's sure. shut down. He's shut down. If the Patriots mm-hmm. could have afforded him, I think they would have kept him, but you know yeah. how Belichick is. Yeah. I'd rather bring in someone new than, you know, have to pay than pay the money. Right. Although, exactly. you know, he does keep, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes he has that flair that he keeps forever, like a keep to leave, even into his later years. And yeah, but uh, they never really paid him a ton. That's like, true. Even, even Tom Brady, they didn't pay a ton. Yeah, but they always like threw him a bunch of money, you know, on bonuses. Yeah. Too. So, you know, they they kept his salary low by just you know being right. like, here's here's a thirty million dollar check. <laughs> Thanks for winning us a third Super Bowl. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next trade, uh, Zach Ertz got traded uh, from the Eagles to the Cardinals um, for a fifth-round pick this year and a cornerback, Tay Gowan. So I think the Cardinals, again, this is one of those things where I don't think Zach Ertz is really worth much. Um, But I think the Cardinals needed someone who is a decent Mm -hmm. wide receiver at the tight end position. So Mm -hmm. I I think that they... Again, this is just one of those trades that one team desperately needed something better than what they had, 
and another team just wanted something because they don't want him anymore. (laughs) I think you're right. I think you're right. I do think Zach Ertz helps that team big time um, in in opening up the field for the wide receivers. I disagree. I don't. I I, think he. I think he's going to benefit from actually having good wide receivers around him. I don't think he's going to do much for the team except give them sure hands over the middle, which is good. You're right. Which is good. Right. But I think the wide receivers open it up for themselves. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. All right. Let's look at this final trade here. Um, that I got. It's Mark Ingram going from the Texans back to the place he was drafted from, the Saints, for a seventh round pick. And guess what year? What year? 2024. Interesting. <laughs> right? What? So not this draft, not the draft after, but the draft after that. A seventh <laughs> round pick. Um, I feel like the Saints won this. <laughs> <laughs> well, the kind of player that they can actually play um, oh, yeah. and actually already did pretty good for them. So, I mean, I, I would have to say that the seventh round pick is pretty, happy, I guess that's fine. I probably would have asked for a little bit more, like, you know, just the fact that I have to write this down on a piece of paper is worth a sixth rounder in 2023. But no, I don't, I think the Saints won that trade. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. I, they might forget that they have a draft pick from the Saints by they, 2024. They may. <laughs> they may. They may like be like, you know, somebody taps them on the shoulder. Hey, you guys are picking. <laughs> like, oh, what? Oh, oh. Uh, we'll take John Smith. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one named John Smith in this draft. <laughs> well, uh, this player was <laughs> Well, this player wasn't traded. One one other move from a team this week, and this is kind of a in a sad, sad moment. Henry Ruggs, former first round pick last year by the Raiders, uh, was released. Um, this week he was arrested on a DUI, um, where he hit someone and killed them. Um, I hate this for him. I hate that he's made a decision that is going to change the trajectory of his life. Um, I hate that he drove drunk. Like I'm very passionate about that. Um, this whole situation sucks. Yeah, it's really, it's really terrible just to think about it. Like gives you that feeling your pity your stomach because he was you know this up-and-coming player and it's just it, it like life change it life changed just in the you know the snap of your yeah fingers. like like this this is when football is second when, when football near isn't nearly as important as yeah. the life that was lost um and the life of the player himself yeah so it's, it's terrible and uh you know i hope that he can find him him his way back after this and you know i hope i hope he can find peace yeah i hope that the family can find his family the family of the person that died can find peace as well so uh, yeah yeah i I, like i can't imagine if i made a mistake where i killed someone like how i'd ever get over that yeah so so our prayers are definitely with um the family of the one who was who passed away um and with the rugs family as well so on that note, um, we're going to shift gears and we're going to kind of talk about um, three quarterbacks um, this week that got wins that nobody even knew they were on the team or knew their name. <laughs> Some of them. One of them, we knew the name, but we didn't know he was even going to be able to make any sort of difference. Uh, the first is Mike White. All right, Josh, I'm going to name a name and you tell me the team he plays for. <laughs> 
Um, Mike White. Pretty sure that's the Argonauts, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Canadian football. Here we come. Um, Mike White, uh, the Jets quarterback, um, beat the Bengals this week. Uh, Mike is uh, was a quarterback at Western Kentucky and drafted in the fifth round by the Cowboys um, and then cut. Um, this is this is a few years ago, too. Like, it wasn't like yesterday. Um, it was a couple years ago. And then signed with the Jets. And this week, he got his first start. Oh, no. Yeah, he didn't even get a start. Zach Wilson, right? Zach Wilson was in the game, and he got injured. No, um, I think Josh Johnson may have started the game. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I think Zach Wilson got injured last week, didn't he? Didn't uh, he? Being crazy? I think, I think I, you're I think... being crazy. Am I? I don't know. I, I, I'm going to double-check this. Um, but anyway, Mike White had 405 passing yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. Um, did you? What did you think of his play? Um, I, I thought he played well, you know, he, he kept his team in it. He didn't make any like crazy mistakes and, you know, he really just, you know, found his security blanket and Michael Carter and just kept dumping it off to him all game long. So, I mean, it's, that's all you can dream of from like a, a quarterback you just signed. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You were right. Josh Johnson started the game. I apologize. Josh Johnson started the game, got injured and they brought in Mike White and he went off. Um, that's, I, I think that's incredible, uh, especially for a kid who, um, actually transferred from South Florida to Western Kentucky and was drafted in the fifth round cut on a practice squad, brought up, put back on the practice squad. And now stuck next week is going to start for the jets. Right. I assume I would have to, I mean, if Zach Wilson, I guess he might play this week. I don't know, but if he doesn't, I'm sure he will. I don't see a reason why he wouldn't. Right. Well, this next guy, um, you know, is a name we know, but we had no idea that he could, um, I don't know, manage a team that can beat the Buccaneers. Uh, Trevor Simeon, Jameis Winston got injured during the game and they brought in Trevor Simeon, um, who was a starter for the Broncos for a year and maybe even another half year before that. Um, and he threw for a, not a gaudy numbers, 159 yards, a touchdown, but he didn't make mistakes the way Brady did in this game and they won the game. This makes me feel horrible for the even more horrible from the way that the bears got destroyed by the Buccaneers. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I'm just like, what, like I'm watching like the highlights of this game and, and red zone. And, and I'm just like, what is happening? Why aren't they getting destroyed? We got destroyed. Why aren't they? <laughs> It the was, Saints with a backup quarterback is better than the Bears with their starters. It's so <laughs> sad. It's just so sad. Oh, it really is. Um, so good job to Trevor Simeon. Um, I hope he gets another chance to start. Uh, I hope he gets a chance to start this week. I know there was talks about them uh, starting someone else, you know, like Taysom Hill, stuff like that. Um, but uh, we'll see. The final quarterback that was a big surprise um, who actually did get the start, um, Cooper Rush, which, by the way, is the coolest name ever, Cooper Rush. Uh, for the Cowboys, they beat the Vikings. Now, the surprise isn't that the Cowboys beat the Vikings. The surprise is that Dak Prescott didn't play, and Cooper Rush was the quarterback, and they won. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. <laughs> that's, that's just funny. Yeah. I um, 
it makes me it makes me think that maybe maybe our our division isn't as competitive as we thought. That Green Bay is really just going to take it, and when we'll be we, we'll be scrounging around for the scraps. When <laughs> like, did we think this division was competitive? Sorry, like, I did, competitive is the wrong word. Um, <laughs> we thought it was not garbage, but it's garbage. It's garbage. It might it's be. Garbage. It's garbage. I mean, in the Vikings' offense, up until this point, I I believed was extremely good. But the Cowboys defense really made sure that they did not look good, for sure. Yeah. I, well, Micah like, Parsons looked good. Oh, he's uh, amazing. Micah Parsons is amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On all fronts, they did a really good job battling up Dalvin Cook and, and yeah. Justin Jefferson. I think he had injured mid-game, but still they kept him quiet for a while. Yeah. So. Um, a little background on Cooper Rush. He was a four-year starter at Central Michigan. Um, and he wasn't drafted, but guess who signed him? The Cowboys. All right. And guess who he beat out to be a backup? Mike White. Wow. Isn't that, that interesting? Is, that is an interesting piece of information. It'll get lost in time when we never hear of these quarterbacks again. Okay. <laughs> Not Cooper Rush. That's the coolest name ever. Um, but he was the backup for the Cowboys for 17, 18, 19. And then he was cut in 20, signed by the Giants under the practice squad. And then signed again this year by the Cowboys. He threw for 325 yards, two touchdowns, and had an interception. But uh, my hat's off and a little clap for them. That's my golf clap. So there we go. On that note, let's go ahead and look at the five biggest games of the week. And one of them is always the Bears. And speaking of the Bears, the 49ers beat the Bears 33-22. to um, my thoughts were Justin Fields looked better. He had a flash. Look worse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Justin Fields had a flash, and the defense was super ineffective. Um, yeah. There's really not much else to say except that we are not good, and our defense is starting to come down with us. <laughs> you know what? The, <laughs> our, I, I should say our offense is a, not good, and our defense is starting to go down with the ship. I heard an interview today with uh, Dave Wanstead and when he was defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, when they were winning Super Bowls, they were playing the giants and the giants were just running all over them. And, and uh, Jimmy Johnson um, spoke, made a phone call up to him and said, Hey, can we do something here? And, and uh, Dave Wanstead was like, there's nothing to do. I've gone through every play twice. (laughs) We can't stop it. And so uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson was like, Okay. Hey, North Turner, uh, give the ball to Emmett. <laughs> That's funny. Like, sometimes a D, you just don't have an answer. Sometimes a team just has you that day. Yeah, it's true. I don't think that was necessarily the case this game. I think we just played like crap. Um, I don't know, man. Our defense isn't crap. So like, I know. I, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing is, like, we, we have a really good run-stopping defense. And Eli Mitchell, who, by the way, is a third-string running back, Make no mistake, he's a he might play for the the best one of the best running attacks in the league, and he right. you know, one of the best play callers in the league. But he is a third string running back, and we had him just do whatever he wanted for right. many of those plays. So yeah, so the 49ers just ran all over us. It was ugly. Although I'll tell you that that run by Justin Fields was quite encouraging, and that pass for a touchdown was even more encouraging. Yeah, like I said, we finally, like, that's the one thing that we were all, like, I think I mentioned this um, a little bit ago. He doesn't, he hasn't been showing any type of, like, superstardom. And he actually, he had a couple plays that, like, were, like, 
wow, you did that on your right. own. Like that was you just making a play. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it happens more often. Well, uh, the Steelers, they beat the Browns 15 to 10. Um, and I'll say this about the Steelers right now. Najee Harris is their only weapon. Um, ben Roethlisberger is old. Um, wide receiver Juju is injured. Um, their offensive line isn't great. Najee Harris, man, he is putting the team on his back and winning games on his own. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I w- I really thought they were going to lose after Boswell got hurt because that seemed mm-hmm. that they yep. couldn't. They, did they have just the one illegal procedure and then they couldn't kick a field goal the rest of the game pretty much? Um, but yeah. I mean, I guess their them losing their kicker wasn't as big as Landry just sucking, and because Travis Landry isn't good. I've said that multiple times. Nobody believes me, but look at this game. Couldn't hold, <laughs> couldn't hold on to the ball and then fumbles it. I know you hate Jarvis Landry so much. Um, stop, stop thinking he's good. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure he's fine. I'm sure he's an, he's an okay number two wide receiver, but everyone's like, oh, he's so good. Like, he's not good. He's not. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> well, the Steelers showed that this was still their division. Did you know that there's only two running backs, man, with more yards from scrimmage than Najee Harris? In the wow. whole NFL right now? Two. And one of them just got hurt. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Um, the Packers beat the Cardinals 24-21. Um, I really don't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers anymore. Like, I, I, we've talked about enough about him. Um, Cardinals just didn't look right. Yeah, just absolutely. Like, what? I mean, they still could have won that game, first of all. They could have won that game. Totally. And um, I, I don't know, did you see the meme about in AJ Green, like, like controller unplug, like, oh. <laughs> like he just like was. <laughs> That's funny. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> That's funny. Like someone un like like when I used to yeah. when I used to play like uh, Mario Kart and I just unplug your controller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you're a great brother. Um, but <laughs> Kyler Murray uh, also got hurt and they still almost won. So I, I honestly think Arizona just. I mean, they had it. They had the win. If AJ Green knew that it was a passing play, which I thought he did, you think he would. He would. If he turned around, they won that game. So that sucks. Yeah, that sucks uh, because the Packers won. Um, Patriots beat the Chargers 27-24. Um, Josh, do you know what the Patriots record over the Chargers is since the 1970s? No idea. 20-3. and three. Really? 20 and three. They've lost three times in 60 years. Almost, not 60 years, 50 years. Wow, that's interesting because, I mean, Dan Fouts is in there. Right. You know? Yeah, I know. So Patriots just, they have their number. And the Patriots, man, they're getting better and better. You know? Um, I don't know if you heard this saying once, but Bill Belichick said that uh, um, the first month of the season um, is preseason for him still he just wants to get better and better every week and i think the patriots are getting better and better every week <laughs> yeah that's scary um yeah no did you uh did you like the uh the former chargers revenge game that basically happened <laughs> what do you hunter, mean hunter henry caught that one oh. big pass for a field goal and then adrian phillips caught 
two interceptions. Um, My gosh, you're right. Yeah. So they took the the whooping stick out. Uh, I mean, they didn't win by big, but they still won. And they beat a Chargers team that is people are thinking could be a Super Bowl contender in some ways. Yeah. Not in some ways. They could. But now maybe some of that fire is uh, dying down a little bit. The last game is uh, the Jets beating the Bengals 34-31. to 31. We've talked a lot about Mike White. Um, I'm just going to say this part, Josh. I don't understand the Bengals. Yeah, you would think they're the, one, they're the best team in the AFC because they have the best record, but they just lost to, I mean, they lost to the Jets. It's like losing to the Bears, only not as good. Hmm. Sorry, that's... A self dig. We we Bears fans hate hate ourselves secretly. Um, but no, it's it's kind of crazy that they couldn't put together a game that could beat one of the worst teams in the NFL. Well, no, the Bengals. Every time they win a big game, and you think, oh, they they've rounded the corner, they lose the Jets. They and by the way, they don't have the best record in uh, the AFC. Uh, Tennessee does six and two. I could have sworn that they were on top of the AFC North. Um, no, they're not yeah. on top of the AFC, AFC North either. Conference. Baltimore has a better record. Interesting. Okay, sorry. I miss. No, no, that's all right. That's okay. Um, they're just confusing. I can see why you're confused. Like, you think they're better than they are, but but they're, every every time they have a chance to round the corner, they, they, they choose not to, and they fumble the ball. Well, that's our uh, top five games of the week, and one of them is always the Bears. Um, Josh, after this week of football, um, what was this? What was the best play of the of the week? Um, so TJ Watt um, had this play against the Browns that he obviously was a it was a, a passing play, and they hiked the ball and they have Dearness Johnson and the right tackle about to you know take care of him, and he just kind of spins right out of it immediately like just suspends right out of it in sacks big ben and it was like it was just one of those beautiful like you have two guys in front of you and you just make them both look like idiots and mm. uh it was great what do you got um my best play is amari cooper um during the cowboys game cooper rushed through a pass and i don't know if amari cooper didn't see it or what but the ball hit the defender in the chest like hit the the cornerback in the chest bounced up and Amari Cooper grabbed it as he was being tackled down. Was it was, it was awesome. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. It was really cool. Um, my worst play, my worst play um, is uh, from Sam Darnold um, being, uh, he was in the end zone. He was about to be sacked and he throws the, the ball straight, straight to uh, the defensive player who gets a touchdown when he ah. could have just given up two points. Now, yeah. The Panthers won, uh, but still. Sam Darnold, get your head out of your butt. Yeah, my worst play is in the same game as my best play. That was the uh, fake kick for Boswell, where Boswell just held the ball and held the ball and then got his head knocked off. Oh, uh, dude, I thought about that one. I actually saw that, but I was like, you know what? I pick on kickers too much. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, it was like the first three weeks it was all kickers? (laughs) (laughs) It was... uh, that was a funny play. Oh, it's been funny. That was, it was very tragic. Actually, he really got yes. hit hard. But, Did he survive? By the way, 
I'm pretty sure he's still alive, but okay, good, 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 good. Um, well, I'm going to say this, uh, after looking at the, this week, uh, the King of the Hill that I have, um, well, I did have the Packers on there and I think I still have to say that they're probably the cream of the crop right now. Um, beating the Cardinals um, as much as I don't like Aaron Rodgers. And I think what he did is deplorable. Um, I say the Packers are the king of the hill. I have the St. Louis Rams, and I realize that they lost to the Cardinals, and they have the same records. Los the Angeles team. Rams. Did I say St. Louis again? Yeah. Gosh, dude. <laughs> Just stay in place. It makes it easier for me. Right? Um, Stop moving. But I think with a hobbled Kyler Murray, um, I just I don't think the Arizona Cardinals are gonna be the same unless he gets back and he gets back quickly and right. So right now I have the Los Angeles Rams at the top. Okay. All right. Who's your rolling down the hill? Rolling down the hill, uh, I still have the Texans. They still don't have Tyler uh Tyrod Taylor back. They should have him back this week, I believe. Yeah, they will. Um, but again, you know, they're just awful. I mean, they're so bad that like guys like Rex Burkhead can be a player on their team and be a like like involved quite a bit. So. <laughs> I know, right? I saw everyone's like, so who's gonna get the ball? David Johnson, uh, um, Philip Lindsay? Nope, Rex Burkhead. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Well, um, I got Detroit, man. Everyone thought that they were gonna beat the Eagles this week. Um, everybody, like I know so many people who put money on uh, Detroit beating the Eagles. And the Eagles smoke them. And I need you to know right now that Jalen Hurts did not have a good game. Like, he did not look good in that game. And they won 44-6. to Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. So the Lions. The Lions are the cream of the crop. Uh, I still don't consider them like an NFL team. Being the worst team. I still don't consider them an NFL team. Oh, okay. So you're just kind of counting them as a college team playing in the NFL? I would say more high schoolish, but um, <laughs> but around there, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Same neighborhood, <laughs> different street. All right, well, dude, that leads us into our fantasy football depression. Of course, we're looking at this from the outlook of a ten-team PPR. Who was your superstar? I have Michael Pittman. He is good. He's a good NFL player, and he's helping Carson Wentz play gooder. Except gooder, he's did, did you say he's played helping Carson Wentz play gooder? I, I was I was saying it ironically, Dave. You don't have to be that guy. Okay. Um wow. now well, Carson Wentz didn't is the kind of the reason they lost the game, so I'm not saying he's playing great or anything. But I think Michael Pittman is actually making a difference in uh in their game plan. So okay. um go ahead. Okay, uh my superstar is Mike White. You got 37 points fantasy, man. Um, there was a guy who dropped $1,000 on Mike White being the leading um, passer in yards this week in the NFL, and it paid out 125 to 1. Crazy. The guy made $125,000. That's crazy. Yeah, I, that's absolutely insane. 37 points he got, though, so he's my superstar. Um, but now we go into the depression mode. Um, my team got whacked. Um, and it's partly, partly Emmanuel Sanders fault for getting zero points, zero Mm. points. Yeah. That was painful for a lot of, a lot of people. Yeah. Especially me. 
and I'm your brother, so you should really hurt with me. Including my my daily fantasy teams. Oh, yeah. ouch. Yeah, my uh, my bust is Kenneth Gainwell, though. Um, I feel yeah. like he was a player that everyone's like, oh, let's just plug him in and my flex spot, and everything's going to be fine. He'll get, like, you know, anywhere between 6 and 14 touches. And I believe he did get 14 touches, but I believe it netted 20 yards. Yeah, he was something terrible. Of that nature. Of something of that nature. So he then was the quickest player ever to be dropped out of people. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody recovers from that. He could be great the rest of the year. The person who picked him up and played him this week will never pick him up again. Ever. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, was he, wasn't he on your list of pl- players to pick up? Yeah, shut up. Okay, just saying. Just saying. Okay, um, my drop of the week uh, is Jameis Winston. Um, he's injured. If he was already on your team, I'm sorry. Um, but he wasn't playing great before. If, if you still have him, drop him. There's no point in keeping him. I got LaVisca Schnault. He has had one playable week and it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon, even with DJ Chark getting hurt. So just, he's useless. Drop him. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Josh, who's your player that you don't want your brother to pick up? Uh, I am going with McNichols for the, um, the Tennessee Derrick Henry's are no longer the, the, the case anymore. So, uh, I think Jeremy McNichols is going to be a solid play. I, they did pick up Adrian Peterson too, though. So that, yeah, I would have said Adrian Peterson over him. You can, I mean, I, I, I just think McNichols might get a little bit more play and then also be used more in. Because I think they're going to pass more. So oh, okay. Well, hopefully for you they do, right? With Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, my player to pick up Boston Scott. I, I I liked how he played. I thought he played well. Um, I watched him play, and I was impressed with what he did. I think yeah. he's going to get. I think he'll, I think he'll get more playing time, and I think Kenneth Gain will will get less. <laughs> it's I was super excited to watch Boston Scott do such a good. Good job last week. It was great. It was great. Okay, so we're going to talk about the greatest player born on this day of the year, November 3rd. And that happens to be the great bear player, Bronco Nagurski. He was born in Canada, and he was recruited by the University of Minnesota. And there, he became an All-American in two positions. Face, Facebook. <laughs> Fullback. And defensive tackle. (laughs) He was was signed by the Bears, and they won two NFL championships in his first stint. But the story that sticks out to me the most is they were playing the Packers. The Bears were playing the Packers. And Carl Hubbard, one of the Packers players, walked up to Red Grange as the Bears were about to punt and said, Hey, um, I promise I won't block the punt, but I want to make it, I want to take a shot at that. Um, derogatory term for a Polish person is what he used. Um, I want to take a shot at that Polish person. Um, and so Red Grange said, yeah, okay. All right, because he didn't want to block him because Carl Hubbard's a great player. And so the play happens, and he runs at Nagurski, and he hits him, and he bounces off. He bounces <laughs> off. And as and as he's slowly getting up, he looks at Red Grange and says, uh, hey, hey, 
don't do me any favors. All right. <laughs> I don't, I think that's an unbelievable story, but um, Nagurski kind of retired in 1937, uh, but then came back in 1943 because of all the players that were in world war two. And he helped them win another title after being out of the NFL for like six years. I think that's pretty amazing. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Any thoughts from you? Nope. Just that, uh, you know, anybody on the top 100 greatest players of all time, I'm a fan of. Never got to watch him play personally myself. You know, never grabbed a game. (laughs) Right. You're not quite old enough. Um, (laughs) But not only was he one one of the 100 greatest bears, he was also one of the greatest 100 players of all time. In fact, when they had an all-time team, um, when they did the 75th anniversary, he was one of those players. So, and he was in a he was part of uh, the Hall of Fame as well in in the inaugural um, Hall of Fame team. So, pretty cool stuff for Bronco Nagurski, all time Chicago Bear. I was pretty excited when I saw that he was the player born on this day of the year, October third. Well, November third. Oh gosh, November third! Unbelievable. Facebook, November third. I'm all over the place tonight. Well, our our hub controversy uh, tonight is uh, is kind of a harsh one, so I think we're gonna go back and forth on this. Okay, uh, so it's gonna take a long time. But Hub Arkish this week, the greatest football mind in the history of the NFL, said that he does not understand why we're calling for the for uh, David Montgomery, the running back of the Bears, to be traded when. It'd be such a commodity to have two great running backs at the same time next year with Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery healthy. Josh, do you agree with Hub that it's ridiculous for the Chicago Bears fans to be wanting David Montgomery traded? Yeah, I do. Good. Me too. All right. That was our Hub Arkish controversy for the week, our Hub controversy. Next week, we'll have another titillating argument over. Hub Argish's thoughts. All right. Well, it looks like we're almost out of time. Before we go, I want to make sure we talk a little bit about the Braves winning the World Wait, hold, Series. Hold, hold on. Hold on. And, I, there's uh, something yeah. I forgot to mention during okay. the uh, fantasy football depression. So with players like Derek Henry going down for six to ten weeks and Kelvin Ridley, who is having you know some mental health issues that has you know he's got to focus on right now um i know that it's it's easy just to drop them to pick up a player pick up their backup or pick up you know just put somebody on your bench but remember it's players like this that could come back right near the end of the year when you need a boost like right during your playoffs and your championship weeks so i don't think you should drop those guys i think you should hang on to them if you want to trade them maybe you can get something for them that's smarter but you know, I, trainings never, you know, never really works out the way you want to in fantasy football. So, you know, you're more than likely just going to have to be stuck keeping them. And I don't think they're a wasted spot. I think they're someone who can, you know, if they do come back, you're not going to have to wait, you know, or you're not going to have to like wait for them to get up to speed. You know, if Derek Henry comes back, you're yeah. putting right in your lineup and he's going to be, he's going to be good. So. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks for that final thought, Josh, but you'd used up all our time again, you big jerk. All right. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait till uh, next week um, to talk a little bit about gymnastics. I know we're all very excited about that. But until then, stay cynical. Bye.